2: What is up Green Bay Packers fans and welcome to another episode of the Daily Draft brought to you by Badger State Brewing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I am your host, the publisher of Packer Report, Ross Uglum. Very excited to talk to you today about one of the most intriguing prospects in the entire NFL draft and a bonus pick for the Green Bay Packers, which would be Florida State wide receiver slash tight end? Question mark? Johnny Wilson. Uh, we've talked about Keon Coleman already on the show. Johnny Wilson. And what do I mean by bonus pick? So bonus pick. Um, look, there have been times in the past where Green Bay has definitely gone best player available and taken, for example, a, a great example would be Green Bay had a premium pick in the first round of the, I believe it was 2020 NFL draft. Uh, whichever one had Rashawn Gary. Earlier, Could be, could be 2019. Early, Yeah, 2019, 2020 was Jordan Love. Uh, 2018 was jaw 2019 Rasha Gary. So green Bay goes out in free agency and spends more money than anything we've ever seen in the, in the Ted Thompson era with uh, Brian Gutekunst signing Adrian Amos, signing Billy Turner, and then signing the Smith brothers and Preston and Zedarius Smith. So you go into the NFL draft and you're thinking, man, they could, they could do a lot of things because they had these needs and they kind of took care of them, which is not a Ted thing to do. He didn't take care of needs uh, in free agency. The Packers go and spend the highest draft pick they've maybe had during the entire Aaron Rodgers era, which is number 12 overall, on a toolsy pass rusher after signing two big-time pass rushers. So Green Bay has done stuff like this before. They have uh, you know, used bonus picks. They don't just go through their list of players and draft guys at positions of need only. I think that is definitely on the table this year now, though, with 11 total picks and five in the first 91. I'm honestly going to be surprised if they don't take somebody in the first four rounds where you go, really, that position. And I think that could, that position very well could be wide receiver or tight end. This guy might be a wide receiver and a tight end. We're not real sure. The first thing that jumps out for Johnny Wilson, of course, uh, is just his size. I mean, he is a truly enormous human being um, Florida state listed him at six foot seven. He measured in at six foot one and an eighth. So he is, or excuse me, six foot six and an eighth. So he is six, six plus, and then measured in at 237 pounds with a with, uh, <coughs> excuse me, with an enormous 84 and three eighths inch wingspan. Uh, it's like a condor. I mean, he's just enormous. He's huge. Um, and he had a really good week in Mobile, which is something that pa- the Packers do care about. They're a big senior bowl team um, over and over. Don Tavion Wicks comes to mind, but over and over again uh, from last year's class over and over again, they have shown that they absolutely will, you know, go into Mobile and 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 draft senior bowl guys. They've been a big, big senior bowl uh, team. And and I don't know that, that Johnny Wilson will necessarily be the next guy but it's something that they pay attention to. Uh, One thing you see on film that you're going to see with a six foot six plus guy with a uh, 84 inch wingspan is he catches his catch radius is enormous. Um, He's going to be an inaccurate quarterback's best friend. And sometimes, sometimes that's Jordan Love down the field, which is where Johnny Wilson does a lot of his work. Um, You know, sometimes, especially on deep balls, there have been deep balls that like Christian Watson wasn't able to adjust to because they weren't that well thrown. Well, Johnny Wilson has these go go gadget arms and this enormous phrase. He makes a wrong quarterback right a lot. And and look, Love got better even down the field. Um he's still one of the more accurate quarterbacks, especially over the second half of the season in the league, but on those occasional misses, Johnny Wilson can make you right and and that's an exciting concept. Um you go back to the 2022 tape and we've had you know some of these discussions before. Uh, it's it's gonna it's a big thing for Cameron Kitchens, a safety out of Miami that we discussed not that long ago. Big thing for Jordan Love. Big thing for Jaden Reed. Big thing for Don Tavion Wicks. Go back to the 2022 tape. I know his most recent tape is in 2023, and I'm not saying that's a great thing, but he has got some really really cool stuff on his 2022 tape. And so that you know what are we looking for when we scout players? What can this guy do? Well, Johnny Wilson can play like he did in 2022 because he did it and and that's what the Packers saw in Jordan Love it's what they saw in Jaden Reed it's what they saw in Don Tavion Wicks it's what I kind of hope they can see in Cameron Kitchens is is he's one of the guys that I'd really like to add to this team but Johnny Wilson has is a very similar thing go back to the 2022 tape it's better than the 2023 stuff and it shows what he can do and that's ultimately what matters guys that's what matters when scouting players is what can you don't don't tell me what he can't do don't don't run him down if if there's too much stuff that he can't do, fine, we won't take him. But if he can win, that's what we care about. Uh, you move him around the formation, played some slot, um, can definitely play the X, and and uh, I think can play kind of what a move tight end would be, like a like a Jared El, excuse me, Jared Everett, um, like a Mark Andrews, those those types of guys, and and how they're used. Uh, ultimately, though, I don't I don't think you want him playing any inline. We'll we'll talk about that, but I think the way that teams utilize their tight ends that they do move around the formation is a similar way that you can use Johnny Wilson in that you're going to get to a point where nickels are too small to cover him. Safeties might be too slow as would linebackers. He'd be kind of a weird matchup for you. Uh, I I think especially if he's able to box out some of these smaller nickelbacks uh, in some possession situations or some seam situations, I think he could be tough. Uh, Tough to defend, tough to match up with. High level, and Matt LaFleur will love this. And why I think there's a sneaky chance that Johnny Wilson might become a Green Bay Packer. High level run blocker gets after guys. And look, if you're going to play a guy, and they did, they played him outside. If you're going to play somebody who's 6'6 plus and darn near 240 at wide receiver, he better be able to block, you know, 5'11, 185 pound corners. Okay. He better get after their ass. But, but I mean, he did. And, and that, shows up on tape it's it's real and i think it lends to the idea that he could he could be somewhat of a hybrid player um be some of you know a big slot You he some h back i just again I, I don't think that you want him head up on a six technique defensive end trying to actually play like why but he has the other capabilities of like a super lazard and we we talked about that with with keon coleman um but this could really be more super Lazard in like the way that the Packers actually used Alan Lazard. Um, He's got surprising short area quickness on film for a person that big. I won't be surprised if his agility is impressive for Indy, especially once they're weighted for his height and weight. I would not be super surprised if Johnny Wilson ends up with a good RAS, even with some maybe like not elite raw numbers. But once you take his numbers and plug in six foot six and an eighth, and 237 pounds; those numbers become more impressive than if you were like Greg Jennings' size or Devonte Adams' size. Okay, he's he's a huge dude. Cons: What do you, what we not like about Johnny Wilson? Why did he take a step back in 2023? You know, for most of the season, they had a very very good football team. Jordan Travis was playing well at the quarterback position. Um, in in theory, they did a better job of of having someone opposite him and Keon Coleman, another guy that we've talked about. In-
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
2: In the show. So why the, why the step back in 2023? Why was he not playing as well? That's I think a question that you'd want answered. Um, separation is a real question, especially vertically, uh, you know, anytime you're six seven two forty, your ability to moss people or your ability to make contested catches down the field or in the red zone area or even on third down is going to be a strength. But if you can never separate, that's a hard way to win consistently at the NFL level. Even if you are, you know, which what what he would be in Green Bay right away would be wide receiver five. So even if you are wide receiver five, um, it's it's a hard it's a hard life to consistently have to win contested catches. You would like to be able to get open. And uh, I'm not saying he can't, but it, it's a real question. It's something that, you know, a lot of his catches uh, at, at Florida State are with someone draped all over him. And that means he didn't get open. That's just, that's I mean, that, you know, if he had separation, the guy wouldn't be draped all over him. So sometimes, you know, sometimes you appreciate his ability to make contested catches. Sometimes you wonder, dude, why weren't you open? I'm not a big drop rate guy. Uh, you know, I've got my, my Christian Watson, uh, upside down, uh, homage t-shirt shout out homage. I got my Christian Watson bobblehead here. Um, obviously wasn't a big deal there for me. I wouldn't worry about him doing that. Um, Jordy Nelson dropped the ball. James Jones dropped the ball. Devonte Adams dropped the ball so much. People thought Jeff Janis was better than him. I I'm just not worried about it. Okay. I'm not long-term. Uh, you know, we've talked about this with, with, uh, other guys. If you have a wide receiver that, you know, is a, a bad a bad drop guy in the NFL, you might drop nine balls, maybe 10. And if you got like a super, super sure handed wide receiver, um, even a really, really good one, still might drop three or four balls. So it's the difference between three drops and nine drops over the course of an 18 week season. Gonna completely move me off a prospect? It's absolutely not. It's, they're just not that important. And by the way, sometimes they go away. Sometimes they go away. Christian, um, I'd have to take a quick look here. This is phenomenal. A video and radio for all you guys, Christian. And I, and, and obviously I understand that, you know, he was limited in the, in the amount of snaps and the amount of games that he was available, uh, what have you, but you, you look at, at him last year and, and he had two drops Yeah, he, he had two drops on 56 targets. So I, I don't know that they absolutely went away, but not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. A 6.3% drop rate is low. Okay. They went away for Jordy Nelson, became a true possession-wide receiver. I would say they've gone away for Devontae Adams. I don't know if they ever really totally went away for James Jones, but he led the league in touchdowns. Like It's just not that big of a deal. Why am I saying all this? Because, my God, that drop rate is concerning for Johnny Wilson. It just is. Uh, I'll look it up here really quick because I didn't actually write the number down on on my sheet, but I should have because it wasn't good. Um his drop rate last year was 11% and his career drop rate is 12.8% low-lighted if you will his last year at Arizona State he had a 20% drop rate that is not good and if he's going to be a guy who doesn't separate and there's some crazy stat here about uh his receptions last year so he caught 41 balls And 31 of them went for a first down and two of them went for a touchdown. So 33 of his 41 catches either went for a first down or a touchdown. That's what he is. But you can't be that in the NFL if you can't catch the ball. And that that has to get fixed. Has to get fixed. I think it can. I think the Packers have done a good job with guys and, and shown that they can get that stuff fixed. And also the Packers have shown that they just don't care. Uh, and, and, and they obviously probably care a little bit, but ultimately, you look at a, a Jordy Nelson, you look at a Devonte Adams, they'll they'll take guys who drop the ball. You look at a Christian Watson, they will take gra- guys who drop the ball and just hope it goes away. And honestly, it kind of has. Yak, not that much of a thing at the NFL level. I don't think it. I don't think it projects to be much of a thing with Johnny Wilson at the NFL level. He doesn't make anyone miss, and and I think he'll break fewer tackles in the big time at the NFL level. Um, most of him getting past a defender is running through them. And, and look, there, I mean, if you come at him with, with, uh, you know, a, a 5'11 free safety that, that weighs a buck 90, he might run him over. Uh, but, but ultimately very little like wiggle in the open field. And I wonder just how much his yak ability will translate at the NFL level. And, and again, I keep going to like this idea of Super Lazard. I think that could be how Green Bay ends up using him. You know, Lazard. I think there was maybe one kind of long yak play to set up a game-winning field goal that I can remember off the top of my head, but that was more like I'm open and I'm running. Like Lazard didn't make a play with the ball in his hands. It just wasn't who he was as a football player. Uh the one other con that I will say I noticed and, and wrote down here is he does not beat press coverage in the way that you would think that a six foot six plus two hundred and thirty-seven pound wide receiver would. I would like him to be better against press. There is no reason that these guys that are giving up 40 pounds to him can press him up the way that that they can. Um, and then just in general, too, uh, the Packers have liked productive wide receivers. No 1,000-yard season for Johnny Wilson. I wonder I wonder if that's something that they, they care about. Christian Watson didn't have one, but Christian Watson came from a Super Bowl control offense, pro-style offense, where they were winning national championships running the ball 58 times a game, and they didn't need to throw it. Johnny Wilson, they they threw it plenty. You can go look at the overall stats, run pass, and um, I think they certainly would have liked more production than the 41 catches from this year over the 43 catches from a year ago. But uh, as I mentioned, the 2022 tape certainly more fun than 2023. Packers fit. We've talked about building out this uh, this this group like a basketball team. You got your point guard and Jane Reed. You got your wings in, in Romeo Dubs and 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 Dontavian Wicks and certainly in Christian Watson and then your power forward who's your big man, um, who's your red zone threat? Who's your third and six? Got to have it. Let me just box somebody out here real quick, guy. Could be Johnny Wilson, and that's how I think he would fit on the Packers. Uh, I got to watch and see kind of what he does though at, at the combine because if you're going to be wide receiver five, you kind of have to play special teams. Kenny, I think that's debatable. You're certainly not going to – everything that's gone on, trying to keep Christian Watson healthy, you're not going to have him running down on teams. Jaden Reed's not running down on teams. Don Tavion Wicks is not running down on teams. So that's that's a interesting one for me. I got to see him test. Um, I don't know how much like, – I guess I can look here. I mean, not a guy that ran down on teams much, if at all, for his college squads, so not not experience that he has. Um, and, and and he was a featured receiver when he was at Arizona State and Florida State, so it's not surprising they didn't have him running down, but it'd be new for him. Uh, I think he'd be their jump ball monster. Again, like we said, Jay Love, not always perfect on the deep ball. And he can make a wrong throw right. He could probably grab some of those that Christian wasn't quite able to get to with his go gadget arms truly unique in what he brings to the table. I think he's different than craft. You're talking about building out guy. How do they win differently? What's different about a Johnny Wilson, as opposed to, you know, a number of the guys that the Packers have. I I think there's definitely um, some differences in in the way that he wins. I don't think he's quite like craft or Musgrave. And I think he's, he's different than all the four, you know, main wide receivers that they would use. I, I think again, jump ball guy, Uh, you know, possession guy, box you out guy, uh, first down guy. I mean, that's what he does, right? Is is he converts the money down? I, I just, I I, I see him winning a different way. I see him winning a different way than the four primary receivers that they have and the two tight ends. And so that's great. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's a putty for a, for a, for a craftsman like, like Matt LaFleur to just give him more options. Um, and I think he could be the one receiver, and I don't know because I have a higher grade on him than this, but I've seen him lower. I've seen him in different spots. The Packers are so good at wide receiver that I've basically said after you get past the second round, just don't take one. Just don't take one unless he has specific special teams function. I don't need anybody other than Bo Melton and Malik Heath. And and then if you're talking about wide receiver seven, I'm very fine with Grant DuBose. Not even going to keep eight. You're not going to probably even keep seven. You know, once you get past a certain point, just they're not going to make the team anyway because they're not going to beat beat out Melton, Heath, and Dubose. Johnny Wilson could be the one third round guy if he were to last to win Green Bay picks at eighty eight and ninety one. That could actually make sense and could actually make you know be a perfect fit into the roster. Overall, great. I think the combine will say a lot about how he could help at the NFL level. If he's a plotter, if he runs a four six five, it's a problem. And he's probably going to be a third or a fourth round pick. He's probably not going to be a Green Bay Packer. But if he runs okay, if he shows the change of the direction that I see on film, he might be a second round guy and might be gone. And and so uh, that that could kind of vault him up uh, where if they start to see traitsy stuff and they'll start talking themselves verbally past some of the uh, lack of um, lack of pro- productivity, lack of box so- score stuff. If he shows himself to be super traitsy at the NFL Combine. For me, he has got a late round two grade. I will not be surprised if he's a third-round pick, though. And for me, he's player number 56 overall. Guys, thanks so much for, for listening. If you're on the podcast side or if you're watching this on YouTube, we appreciate you very much as well. You can follow me. I'm at Ross Ugglem on X or Twitter. You can check us out on Packer Report. we got awesome stuff coming every day. That first month, if you want to try us out at the VIP level, is dollar. And it's a great way to support me and my team. We would really appreciate it. Uh, Buy the the Green Bay Draft Guide, powered by Packer Report. We've got a 10% off promo code DAILY, D-A-I-L-Y. The link for that should be right here uh, in the video or or in the podcast description. And that that code will get you 10% off of an awesome guide coming out on April 8th. Do everything you're supposed to do here as well. Like, subscribe, click the bell, get the notifications so you can get all of the pack a day podcast that you require. Have a phenomenal rest of your day guys and go pack. Go.